Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. Okay, so um, I want to share for a few minutes, and this is kind of one of those uh, messages that's, I, I guess the last couple of days has been more of a wild goose moment, if that means anything to you. Um, wild goose is kind of a nickname that I've been using for the Holy Spirit. So sometimes as we're preparing these messages, um, you know, you know I, we do the work, right? We plan, we prepare, we do the studying, and then we submit those to the Spirit of God. And then there's times where Jesus is like, man, that's a good message, but that's, that's not what I'm doing today. Okay. <laughs> so this is one of those moments. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, there you go. And so all of our friends are out camping, and they're going to miss it, all right? So if they're, they, whoever you know that wasn't here this morning, just tell them, that, tell them they totally missed out, all right? Make them feel so bad and guilty for not being at church. Um, so here's, I'm, I'm going to take us through just a couple thoughts here this morning. And I think this is, this is important for us as believers. I just, I feel that I've been feeling this stirring. I know for myself, but I, I, I wonder if there's a gift here for us to be received today from God, okay? Um, so we, we took a moment in silence just to reflect on the work of God in our lives this last week. And uh, it's, it's really important. And, and for some of you, there's probably different types of things that came to mind when you thought of moments of joy or maybe moments of you know, grief or frustration or, or sadness or disappointment. Um, just, a, just a couple things that were also going on this last week, okay, to add to what was going on in your life. Uh, you may not know this, but this last week, every day, you and I lived on a tiny blue ball in the universe, right? And this tiny blue ball, at the center of it is molten hot lava. Because isn't that ridiculous? We live on a ball, and you may not know this, but this last week, every day, this ball was spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, okay, like right now. You don't know this, but you are spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. Does that make you just kind of brace your seat a little bit there? And so furthermore, as we're spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, the earth, this just tiny blue ball that we built a little house on, it's circling a giant fireball at 67,000 miles an hour. Does that blow anybody's mind here this morning? Okay, so, so we're spinning at 1,000 miles an hour on, on a ball full of lava, okay? And then at a greater speed, 67,000 miles around this giant, we're pretty, we're pretty into the sun, right? Like, so we, like most of our days, our lives revolve around what the sun's doing, right? It's an average star, right? Some of you guys know that. It's like, it's just kind of okay, the sun. And so we're just kind of hanging out, circling. A few other things. You know, we took a minute. We took a minute to reflect on this last week. Can I remind you of other things that were happening during that one minute? Yes? Okay. 
Okay, so in, in that one minute, while you were thinking about your week and thinking about the presence of God, um, in your body, 120 million red blood cells were created. In that one minute, 120 million. Your, your heart beat about 66 to 72 beats in that one minute, pumping about 1.3 gallons of blood, okay? So you're doing pretty good. Pat yourself on the back. That's pretty good, right? Um, during that same minute, this is kind of disgusting, you shed 30,000 to 50,000 skin cells, okay? So this, this, is, this is the point where you just quietly just inch away from the person you're sitting next to. <laughs> we have sanitizer in the bathroom, all right? 30 to 50,000 skin cells. Your hair, you grew 1.1 inches of hair in total in that one minute, okay? I mean, not like each hair, right? But total, unless you're Bob Young, in which case, that was, a, that was a disappointing illustration for him. I'm joking. I'm losing my hair too. 86 billion electric, electrical neurons pass through your brain in that one, million, that one minute. 86 billion. Some of the things happening, even today, every five minutes, there's a believer on the, the world that's, that loses their life for the sake of Christ. Okay. Today, roughly, around the world, 80,000 people will come to know Jesus, approximately. 80,000 people. Okay, so, and so what's the point of all that? When we think about our lives, when we think about our weeks, we have this perception of what's happening, what's going on. And isn't it wild? Isn't it wild that we can be spinning at 1,000 miles an hour and 67,000 miles you know, an hour around the sun at the same time and still be able to somehow maintain a moment of peace and silence. Isn't it wild that we live in a life, we live a life where um, at any given moment there's multiple perspectives and perceptions happening about what's real and what's true and what's really going on. And we take our lives and we, when we look at our lives under a microscope, it can get so small, it can get so claustrophobic sometimes. You guys ever feel like that? And, 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 and I believe that from time to time, what it means to come awake in, in Jesus is, is this lifting that has to happen. And it's a posture of heart and it's a posture of agreement to say, Jesus Father, Son, Spirit, you are at work in the cosmos right now. I mean, you are at work, you're in my life and you love me, but you are at work in the cosmos right now. Help me to elevate my perspective, to see every place that you are at work, that we may overflow with gratitude and thanksgiving, all right? And and why is this important? Because it, it was interesting this last week as I was talking with friends and kind of paying attention to what was happening even around the community. This may be true for you or not, but talked to a lot of people, and there was just moments that felt a lot like what we call spiritual warfare. Uh, a lot of things happening. Now, just just quick show of hands. If you were reflecting on this last week, and that column of things that seemed uh, intense or kind of hard or sad or all of those, if that seemed to outweigh the moments that you could recall joy, can you just kind of show your hand real quick? Okay, and so there's quite a few of us, and and. And that's not, nece- that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think what we have to understand is there's sometimes we go through seasons where 
there's just intensity that gets turned up. And, and so there's multiple perspectives when we start looking at this term spiritual warfare. Some of us has, have been raised to believe that we're still on the run from the devil, right? That he's hiding under every rock, just waiting to crush us at every, every given moment. Um, the good news here today that I'll, I'll proclaim to you comes from Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. It says this, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. And this is, this is good news. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing, triumphing over them in him. Okay. And so, and, and so when we start talking about like our lives and these moments of intensity, things that we would call spiritual warfare, I feel like I've been attacked by the enemy. And I had some of those moments this last week. I mean, it's just some serious intensity, right? Um, When we walk through those things, sometimes we become aware that, wow, you know, the enemy, while while he's been defeated, he still kind of launches these assignments to want to throw us off, to want to take us out of what we're aware of. And, and I would believe, and I would offer this to you, we probably have different perspectives on spiritual warfare. I think more often than not, though, because Jesus triumphed over Satan and put him to open shame, parading him through the streets in a resurrection parade, he put him to open shame and he defeated him. He bound him up. The enemy, the, the work that he most likely will try to do in our lives is shoot these darts of accusation, shoot these darts of disappointment, shoot these, shoot these darts of, of thoughts that will distract us from the one who is still triumphing. And so he's working night and day to say, I'm going to do my best to limit their thinking and to shrink it so small that they're totally, obliter- I mean, just utterly unaware of 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 how defeated I am. <laughs> if he can convince us that he's not defeated, then he's, he, that's a good day for him. But the work of Jesus in our life, he comes in to fill us with the fullness of God, to renew our thinking, that we would live our days in Christ-mindedness. Christ-mindedness, becoming aware of his beauty, aware of his goodness, aware of his work in every part of our lives. Now, that doesn't mean... You know, that we have an adversary. In First Peter, it says he, he prowls around like a lion seeking people to devour. And I believe he does that through, through launching these little assaults that come in our thinking that say that God is not with you. You're alone in this one. You have to fight for yourself today. Um, you don't have what it takes. God's not in you or with you or powerful around you. And he, he whispers these things. And I, and I believe what God has given us as a weapon uh, in the middle of those things, as a practice, as a ritual, is, is for us um, to abound in thanksgiving. If there's one thing that God has given, he's armed us with a weapon. He's armed us with, I think, a lot of weapons in this spirit. But, but today, I, I felt from the Spirit of God, this, this needed to just be just out in the open, for all to hear, for all to see, God arms us with the weapon of thanksgiving and gratitude as we recall the deeds of God yesterday, today, and forever. 
And so I, there's another quick story, and, I, and I'm going to get into a passage here in, in the Old Testament here in a second, but um, there's this Jewish tradition, this, cult, this type of literature called the, the Midrash, um, and, and a lot of it is a, a commentary, a further commentary on the Torah. And um, I, there's a story of, of as the Israelites are crossing the Red Sea, and you guys know the story where where the Israelites were delivered, there was the exodus. They were liberated from the hands of oppression. And, and Moses stood at the edge of the sea and lifted his staff, and God came through miraculously, and the waters parted all the way through the sea, right? And they went across the mighty hand of God, preserving the people that he loved, right? And, but there's, this, there's this, this story I came across in this Jewish literature who told the story as well about these two men who were making the way across the sea with the rest of the Israelites, named Reuben and Shimon. And uh, they had a different experience as they were crossing the sea. It says, apparently the bottom of the sea, though safe to walk on, was not completely dry, but a little muddy, like a beach at low tide. And so Reuben stepped into the mud and curled his lip. What is this muck? This is kind of a a paraphrase even of the original story. And Shimon scowled. There's mud all over the place. This is just like the slime pits of Egypt, replied Reuben. And he, and then he said, what's the difference, complained Shimon. Mud here, mud there, it's all the same. And so it went for the two of them, grumbling all the way across the bottom of the Red Sea. And because they never once looked up, they never understood why on the distant shore everyone else was singing and dancing. For in Reuben and Shimon, the miracle actually never happened. And I think it's entirely possible for us to be like the men crossing the Red Sea. And we notice that our, our feet are sticking in the mud and it's not completely dry. And the entire time we can go through life looking down, failing to notice that if we turned our heads up, we'd see two giant walls of water on each side being held up on our behalf. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wonder how many of us do this. The miracles of God and the supernatural work of God are all around us. But is it supernatural if it hasn't entered your heart? Did they experience a miracle? If you walked the Red Sea and all you were thinking about was mud, did the miracle actually happen? Does it actually transform you unless you enters into your heart with gratitude and thanksgiving? And that is the power, that is the power of, of, of choosing, of choosing to recall the goodness of God multiple times a day as a way of life because what it does is it gets us fixated on the miracles and the supernatural acts of God that are happening all the time. Now, that doesn't minimize, and I'm not saying it minimizes the things that we're going through and the things, it doesn't diminish the reality of what we feel sometimes, right? And these hard things that we walk through. But I'm just telling you, as the people of God, I believe that what he's shown us all throughout scripture, you see this theme of God constantly calling his people back to grateful hearts, to grateful hearts before him. And somehow in, the, in this place of thanksgiving, the, 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 the provision of heaven moves on our behalf. So one of the places that we see this is in the Old Testament. One of my favorite stories, many of you have heard this story before in Second Chronicles. And I believe it's a prophetic picture of what was coming in the New Testament. And, and so when we open to 2 Chronicles in the Old Testament. 
we come into the story of a king, his name is Jehoshaphat. Some of you remember that name because you can't forget it, right? You can't forget Jehoshaphat. And, um, and he was all around a really good king, all around. He got in some trouble, but all of them did pretty much. Um, and we get into this moment of time in Second Chronicles where there's some armies that begin to march against the people of Israel. And uh, he, gets, he gets to this point in time where he's, he humbles himself before the Lord. And he says, he says, God, these things are happening, right? These armies, these things are coming against. And uh, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. So I don't know what to do. My eyes are on you, right? And so... A bit later, the Lord responds to him through a prophet. And in verse 15, it says this, Do not be afraid and do, me, do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will, not, or they will come up by the ascent of Ziz. You will find them at the end of the valley, east of the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. Okay, and so the, so the word of God comes to him, the provision, the promise of, of his presence, the promise of, of victory as they trusted in him, right? And so then it, the story continues down in verse 21. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing, to say to the Lord, to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army and say, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And so um, the, the, the principle here, I, I, I believe this is, a picture of the posture of heart even for New Testament believers. In any, in any given moment, God is responsible for the battle and we're responsible for thanksgiving. The weapon of our warfare, we are armed with this thing of thanksgiving, okay? That God says, I, I, I'm calling you to enter into this place where you're Christ-minded. How do we, how do we maintain Christ-mindedness over self-mindedness, over circumstantial-mindedness? It's, it's a renewal of the way we think. But this is God's strategy in the beginning. This is God's, God's strategy for us even today, um, that as we enter into these places where we see an enemy standing right there, or we, we come into grips of things that are swirling around us, that the best thing we can do, the best thing we can do in any given moment is to trust in the name and the work of, of a Jesus who is victor over all things. And let our hearts continue to respond in thanksgiving. And the reason that's a threat to the enemy of our souls is because we're more aware of heaven's provisions than, than we are of earth's calamities. What would happen if that happened to us? Here's a couple things to remember about that, though. The attitude of thanksgiving is not a denial of things that are happening in your life, okay? I mean, you probably heard this message before preached in the sense of like, okay, so we're, we're called to be thanksgiving. All right, let's do this, right? And so we're crossing our fingers, we're closing our eyes. Nothing bad is happening, nothing bad is happening, right? Think no negative thoughts, don't think a negative thought, don't think a negative thought. 
And when we get into this place, we're like, maybe God wants me to just ignore some of these little pockets of things that are happening. I don't believe, I don't believe that's ever what he calls us to do, by the way. He does not call us to be an ignorant people. In fact, this scripture says, do not be unaware of the schemes of the enemy. He calls us to look at the enemy in the face, but with a posture of thanksgiving to God. The eyes of our heart are turned to God, but we're able to march into battles and march into great problems and announce the goodness of God to them. He didn't tell them to walk away from the army. Did you notice this? When he sent the Israelites against this army and they sent their singers out front, which is terrible military strategy for the most part. If you look at these guys, I mean, come on. Terrible military strategy, but... um, he, he sends them out front. He sends them, he sends them out front. D- did he ask them to like sing and then run as fast as they can the other way? No, that's not. He said, go stand your own. Go march against them. Go and stand against them. And they chose to say, you know what? We're going to stand against them with the song. And, and, I, and, I, and I believe that, that today, uh, for those of us in the room, you need to be reminded don't, don't, be, uh, don't be deceived. The power of your song and the power of thanksgiving has the power to reroute the enemy of your soul. And that's exactly what it says a moment later. It says that as they began to give thanks, it says the enemy was ambushed on all sides. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That was, as we believe and we, we enter into this posture that you fight for us. We thank you, Jesus, that that's what you do. We thank you that's what you're doing right now. We thank, I thank you that's what you're doing for every person in this room. And the, and the things that happen. And hey, listen, maybe you didn't go through any intensities last week. Maybe you're doing great. Awesome. Even more of a chance to give thanks and praise to the God of the universe who reigns over your life on the mountaintop and in the valley. And thanksgiving, though, is not a tactic we use just to get God to do things for us. It's just a better way to live. Think about the people you like in your life. They're usually pretty thankful, right? <laughs> I mean, there's this, there's this place inside. I'm not even talking Christian now. I'm just talking like life. Like people who are thankful are better people. Don't you agree? I mean, I... I it's a better way to live because it always keeps us aware of the gift of life that's ours each and every single day. And I love that as the army went out against the the armies that were coming against us, as the Israelites went out, they weren't just thanking God for victory. They're thanking God for his love, your goodness. I mean, things that really had nothing to do with what was at hand. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so there's things that, that go on. We don't, just thank, we don't just thank God for breakthrough. We don't just thank God for that something changes here. We thank God for these enduring qualities that were the same, that are the same all the time. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you that I'm so loved right now. I thank you for peace. I thank you for joy. I thank you for these, the provision of heaven. And God, I thank you for whatever you want to do to the enemy of our souls in this situation. God, I thank you that you're going to take care of that because that's what you do best. <laughs> and so I, I, I believe this morning that there's an invitation, there's a call up for us here today. And, and, and I have to confess for myself that there's times that this is really hard. You guys probably, 
this is probably obvious, but we spend a lot of our like, meetings here at the church, we open in prayer a lot. That's, hopefully that's not shocking to you. That's good news probably, right? We open in a lot of prayer, and sometimes we open just thanking God, and there's times I have to confess where I am I, I, I'm way more interested in what needs to be fixed than I am in, in thanking God for every place that he's at work. Can I confess that to you? I need to confess that before the Lord and, and before my brothers and sisters here that there's these, these moments where I'm not as interested because, in giving thanks because I, there's all this stuff I have to do. But there's this posture of power that I think the Lord wants to equip us with as believers that have to do with, with Christ-mindedness and, and the reminder that in all the things that we're doing, Jesus is triumphing. And, and, and yeah, there's, there's terrible things. I mean, there's uncertainties in the world. But the hope of heaven is that Jesus is still triumphing. Like, I don't care who gets elected, right? Like, yeah, it could go bad, like on certain levels, right? Jesus, God in, in Scripture never seemed to be phased by bad leaders. He just used them anyways. <laughs> Hopefully that's not a new idea. I mean, I'm not... Like, I, I, I don't mean to get political here, but come on. God, he sits on a throne, and if, Psalms 2 says he laughs at his enemies. He just laughs. He scoffs at his enemies. He mocks his enemies. Saying, really? <laughs> All right. I don't know how that makes you feel. It makes me feel pretty good. So there's work to be done. Yeah, we, we go into these things in our own lives. We face, we, we face things. We stare them in the eyes. We don't deny them. We don't ignore the things in your marriage right? In your health, in your finances. Some of you are losing jobs. Some of you are losing promotions. Some of you are getting jobs. There's a lot of amazing things happening as well, right? But what I'm saying is, you know, globally around the world with the things that are happening, we don't deny those things, but we look at it in the face, and then we, we let thanksgiving and gratitude surface. We are, we are a buoyant people, and so that means that thanksgiving and gratitude always float to the surface inside of us who are in Christ. <laughs> they float to the surface. They don't sink. They float. That's what, that's what we do. That's who we are because we are a people, recipients of the great grace of God. Is that okay this morning? It's very simple this morning. I'm going to ask Mark and the, and the guys to come back up. We're going to sing into this for a second. And... Um, and, and, and as we take uh, time to sing this particular song, I want to invite us here just to become aware of the work of God. I mean, uh, hopefully you are now. I mean, hopefully over the course of the morning, that's become increasing. But let's just ask God to make us aware of what he's doing, even among us. And then I, I want to spend some time actually calling out and maybe even speaking out Maybe even shouting out the thanksgiving of God. Dare I say shout in a room full of Christians? We actually get to shout. It's in, it's in, it's in the book, right? It's a few times in here. And, and I have faith to believe this morning that things in our life get reordered and rearranged as we, as we partner with the work of Jesus through, through thanksgiving and Christ-mindedness. Yeah? Hey, let's stand together. Let's stand here. Father, I thank you today 
I thank you today, God, that you, you're always working to, to grab our attention. God, and, and, and Father, for those who are, who've been walking through some intensity or realities of different things, I thank you even this morning, God, that, that you promise your presence, you promise your provision in the middle of those things, Lord God, that you come, you come around and you show us your compassion. God, you don't just try to talk us out of things, but you show up into our things. <laughs> and so, we, God, I just thank you for the mercy and grace of God that's available here today. I thank you for the type of people that are here today. I thank you that in Christ, we are a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. And so, God, we announce today that we are a blessed people in you. We are a blessed people in Jesus. We are recipients of of generosity. We are recipients of forgiveness. We are recipients of resurrection. We are recipients of life and healing and joy, God. And there there are things that, that are gifts from heaven that all we have to do is reach out and receive by faith, Lord God, and, and, and have imparted by faith. And I thank you, Lord God, that today you are not far, you are not distant, but you are here, Lord Jesus, and you're stirring us up, Lord God. You're stirring us up to your glory. You're stirring us up to your beauty and to your majesty, Lord Jesus. We love you, Father. Yeah, let's sing this together.